welcome to the Final Whistle Podcast. I am your host today, Javon. I'm here with my co-host. Javier Gordon. And as you know, it is currently International Break, or known as International Week. And one of the biggest shock and news as well is Italy being knocked out of the World Cup qualifiers. What are your thoughts on this right now? Well, Javier, my thoughts on this is it's very shocking. It's very... I'm lost for words because for the second um, qualification period in a row, Italy has failed to qualify for the FIFA World Cup. Italy, who have won four World Cups, second only to Brazil, who has won five, one of the big giants in the game of football and at the international level, will not be participating in the FIFA World Cup for the second term in a row. Mm-hmm. I think this is an indictment of on Italian football and the level of football they're playing. Because if you saw that game, which I did, they played great, but they do not they're lacking that finishing product. They're lacking that final pass, that final touch. Everything was going through the midfield. Even when they tried to play down the sides, it just did not materialize into anything. Um they switched off thinking, hey, let's take it to extra time and then we'll win it on extra time or in penalties, but that did not uh materialize. When I look at the starting lineup. That starting lineup included Lorenzo Insignia, Chiril Immobile, Berardi, Jorginho, Nicolo Barilla, Marco Verratti, Emerson, Bastoni, Mancini, and Florenzi. And in goal, Donnarumma. This team should have been more than capable to beat North Macedonia on paper. But mm-hmm. in reality mm-hmm. of the game, while... Italy did some good things while they had position. They were unable to get the job done. They were were unable to get over the line to get to the World Cup. Uh, What are your thoughts? Um, I agree with you. This team has more than resources and they're capable of winning matches like these, especially a country like uh, Macedonia. No disrespect, but Italy is... They are a giant in in world football, you know what I mean. Their players, they play in... Europe, Europa League, um, Champions League, that every season. Not anymore. <laughs> well, not anymore. I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, no. If, I mean, like, um, Juventus, Napoli, Inter Milan, Inter Milan, AC Milan, they are big clubs, big players, and they play in Europe top five leagues. These players are Macedonia. They don't, some of them play in the top five leagues, but Italian, well experienced players, they're seasoned. They are known to be play to play against these big um European teams, Man United. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they play against these teams on on the European stage, so these players should be capable of winning against uh, a team like this. Exactly, and coming off them winning the Euros, if you had given me, if you had given me the option, which one would be the biggest shock of the season? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would it be the decline of Barca? in the early part of the season or would it be Italy not going to the World Cup and I would say it's Italy not going to the World Cup because after how they played in the Euros after how they kind of dominated the Euros we thought yes Italy's back there's no way we expected them not making it to the World Cup now I think given the entirety of what we've seen this season it mm-hmm. is a fair reflection on Italian football in its entirety because if you look even at the Champions League, in the yeah. Champions League, all the Italian clubs that participated, 
got outplayed and outclassed by teams. That is true. That is true. In bigger leagues, apart from the result where Juventus defeated Chelsea in San, where Juventus defeated Chelsea in Sanford Bridge one nil. Mm-hmm. In that in that return fixture, Juventus lost four zero. AC so Milan, th- yeah, and they lost four zero to Chelsea in the group stage. In the same said group stage, AC AC Milan did not make it out their group, and yet alone they didn't even finish in the Europa League. In the round of sixteen, Juventus and Inter Milan made it through. Inter Milan was second best overall against Liverpool. That's a fair statement. And Juventus were subpar and completely abysmal against Villarreal in the round of 16. So the level of Italian football is not where it was. Mm-hmm. But it's but you can see these clubs trying to get back to a former glory, such as AC yeah. Milan, Inter Milan, and it's not only on Juventus' shoulders. True. Um, as you're saying with Inter Milan and, and AC Milan, Juventus, uh, AC Milan and Inter Milan, they have been rebuilding for the past more than 11 years right now, and it's taken a while for them to come back to you know, the European stage. We've seen them be knocked out of Champions League, but they're still rebuilding, and they're still trying to improve in Syria as well, other than the European stage. Uh, Inter Milan right now, they're in, they're in um, top four right now. AC Milan, they're looking to win the league. Syria right now. Mm-hmm. It's taken up a long while, but they're getting there, and it's it's a process that um, each goes through, and they they eventually reach back on top of the European game. Yes. No. Let me ask you a question. Do you mm-hmm. think AC Milan, um, the Milan clubs, along with Napoli, and some can mention um, some can mention Atalanta as well? Mm-hmm. Do you think that the change in the league table? With these clubs coming back, is a digression of Juventus or an improvement of these Milan clubs and Napoli? Do you okay. think, yeah, do you think um, the, the it's Juventus digressing? That's why they're able to win the league, or these clubs are genuinely getting better? Uh, mm-hmm. Or you think none of these two have anything to do with each other? Uh, to be honest. Um... It goes like this, to be honest. Uh, when Conte was appointed Juventus manager in, I believe, 2011 or so, when Juventus came back into Syria, they have spent a lot of money, their progress, they have won Syria back to back, back to back. Inter Milan and Milan, they were, they were, you know, they were declining that time. And it, it they say the clubs, are, their, their fame, the players started to leave, you know, um, bankruptcy over the period of time. And, it, it they started to try and rebuild the club um back back again but right now you, you see um juventus juventus been through a lot of problem of course uh although ronaldo came the one you know some titles and so but their the midfield started to decline uh they tried to get locatelli uh with some mckinley and try to rebuild about their their midfield um core that they had uh, the, strike, the striker right now, I mean, they had Morata for the past few years. He's been going back and forth. So Madrid and Don't Chelsea. Don't forget Dybala. Even though he kind of plays like a uh, And Dybala as well. I believe he's, he's leaving. He's leaving he's by leaving. the end of the season. season yeah, he's a well. free agent. Free agent, yeah. And they, they bought the Sun to try and solve the midfield. Uh, not the midfield, sorry. They're striking pros right now. And he's working. He, he's, he's getting there. But um, the Milans, I cannot discredit their 
they're um what should I say? Proof them coming it. back on top of Italian football because they have been through a lot for the past few years and they have the the owners have been investing investing into the, the squad, the, the manager, the staff, and they're going in the right direction. I mean, it's not because Juventus is going down, it's because they're going in the right direction and improving their squad each season and it, it takes time. It's to be done right now. They 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 are banner players. I see that they well other than Kessie is leave is going to Barcelona, but they'll get a replacement for him as soon as possible. And hopefully a right replacement. They have Zatan as well, who's back. He's looking to win Syria with um in, uh, AC Milan as well. You know, they're mixing the Zatan is like 40 right now, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's surprising, but the players are, are extremely young and they're mixing experience and you know you together and it's going really well right now. Uh, Inter Milan, they won Syria last year. That shows that they're going in the right direction. You understand? They saw Lukaku and, you know... And they lost they, Hakimi. Exactly, but they're still at top of their game. They're recruited well and, they're, you know, the team is just balanced and they're going in that direction that they want, you know, win the Syria. Yes. And in that regards, I respect AC Milan because they have a weight structure that they're sticking by. They say, mm -hmm. hey, this is what we can offer you. This in regards to the Frank Casey case. Um, mm -hmm. They say, hey, this is what we can offer you. If you don't want to take it, leave. We believe we have a replacement uh, for you uh, because they have Tonali and they have Ismail, Ismail Benassar. So they yeah. have replacements that can fill that uh, CDM role. Um, mm -hmm. And it's a good move for both parties because they signed him, I think, for like 10, mil, 10 million euros. And they're making money off of him. Oh, He's living as a free agent, so he's not making money, but they got some good years out of him. Yeah. Um, what I wanted to add as well, um, you have to give credit to the management. Um, Ivan Gazidas, he was at Arsenal, and he was the CEO of Arsenal. He went to AC Milan. And you have Van der Sar. Those two working together, they're doing a really good job right now. And, I mean, you have to give them props. They're, they're doing really good. Yeah. Exactly. Um, going back to Juventus. Boy, oh boy, uh, Juventus. <laughs> They went from Max Allegri saying he was too um saying he was too Diego Simeone like where they play defensive football defensive but could hurt you on the counter-attack, right? Mm -hmm. They switched, they said, okay, let's sorry, they said Allegri is they said Allegri is not the way. So they went to Sari. Mm -hmm. They took Sari from Chelsea in hope to transform Juventus football to a more attacking style of style play you know mm -hmm. you know that more attractive football but that never really materialized into anything they did win the scudetto but it never really um materialized on anything and then they went to um del piero then they went to P uh, perlo my bad not del piero they went to perlo perlo on the Pirlo. let's let me say his name right Pirlo. on the Pirlo, they wanted to play attracting fo attractive football and revamp the squad okay that is fine but what management what they decided to do what management the coaching and the coach decided to was to bring in a 34 year old Cristiano Ronaldo at the time this to me did not make any sense as because as it stands a guy like Ronaldo at 34 you cannot build a team around him he's mm -hmm. the type of guy you buy when you already have a team built and you just need someone to put the ball in the back of the net when you need that, that cross guy when you need that game changer that true. That true. they said no let's get ronaldo because he's one of the best Love me some ronnie ronnie you're the man 
But how are you going to sign Cristiano Ronaldo and while still rebuilding a team? And on top of that, you're not going to give Perlo any time to work with the squad or to sign the players he needs. Okay, mm-hmm. they said they throw their hands up and say, okay, we made a mistake. But then you go back to Allegri. You go back to Allegri. You didn't give Allegri any chance to work with Ronaldo. There are reports that Ronaldo wanted to leave. Ronaldo mm-hmm. left. Allegri is not playing any different type of football that he played before. So Juventus are stuck, I think, in a closed loop where they don't know what to do. So they just went back to default. They went back to what gave them success. Yeah, but true, doing yeah. that, doing that in they did that in the middle of trying to rebuild. So hence that's what they're that's why they're not winning anything this season. They were horrible in the first half of the season. They played some middle football recently, but they're blowing hot and cold. True. So true. you see all of these things where Juventus is in a turmoil slash rebuilt. AC Milan is coming back to fourth. Inter Milan is coming back to fourth, but they're not at that level yet, which is which all ties to be saying Italian football is not at the level it was and at the level they want to be. And yeah. Exactly. And it is what it is. So we'll have to see how the season progresses and we'll have to see um, where... Uh, we'll follow the rest of the games. We'll see how it finishes and how they start next season. Uh, next season. Mm-hmm. Well, what I would really want, and I mean, this is something about a whole lot. It is Eric Eric Tenghag appointment at Man United. Uh, it's one of the biggest news right now. We heard he's learning English and he wants to manage Man United, but all of Man United. Uh, they have other candidates as well, but Eric Ten Hag is a front runner. What are your, what are your points on his appointment? So I think Ten Hag has done a brilliant job at Ajax so far. He has built two Ajax teams that have made a run in the Champions League. Yes, they bowed out against Sporting, um, and really should have won that game. I'm not sorry, Benfica. Yes, they bowed out at Benfica, and they really should have won that game. However, the two squads he has built over the piece that he has been at Ajax has been brilliant. Uh, they made it all the way to the semifinals of a Champions League and they played some swashbuckling football, some very brilliant football um, going into the Champions League. I think it's not... I I, I think it's not the coach's fault. I think it is what Manchester United wants to do with their team. Manchester United needs to decide whether or not they're doing a full rebuild or if they want a quick fix. Because coaches that could have delivered a quick fix were already got are already at better teams. When they they this 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 is what really upsets me. <laughs> um they signed they gave Ole Gunnar Solskjaer a new contract last season. Mm-hmm. Not last season, last year summer, when there was no need, he had 18 months left on his contract. He was not playing brilliant football where other teams were gonna come in and um take him from United. But United decided to hey, let's give this guy a new contract. Okay, fine, they give him a new contract. Season starts, they see that it's not working out. They had Conte, they had Antonia Conte free, right? Crazy. They could have gotten Pochettino. Mm-hmm. They didn't do either right 
They fired Soskar halfway through. They appointed Ragnit. They said, okay, Ragnit's going to be the guy. He's going to turn his, turn his team around. We're going to finish top four. Ragnit comes in and immediately wants to implement a 4-2-2 in the Premier League with the type of players <laughs> they have. Bro, who plays 4-2-2-2 in the Premier League with next to no pressing? With those players, Fred and McTominay are not going to press the ball like how you want them to. They're mm. not that type of players. And then you see him default into the 4-2-3-1 formation, which is not working. What not are you working. doing with Ronaldo? What are you doing with Ronaldo? Do you want him to stay up there as a striker or do you want him to float around? Ronaldo cannot do it for 90 minutes anymore. True, true, true. Yeah. Who who and if you're play if you say yes, Ronaldo is my focal point, who do you play around him? You chop and change Jaden Sancho, Marcus Rashford, Elanga, Bruno Fernandez, you throw on the wing, you will throw Pogba on the wheel wing. Rangnick right. does not know <laughs> what he's doing, he does not know his start his best starting eleven. So mm. I think what you Manchester United needs to do is take a step back and decide what they want. There's sure. no coach out there that's going to give them a, a quick fix. They need to take a step back and say, okay, we're going to go with Ten Hag because he plays brilliant attacking football. But you have to give him time and you have to give him the resources. And you, and his word has to be the last word in terms of decision makings and signings because they signed Van der Beek and didn't do anything with him. I refuse to believe that Danny Van, Van der Beek became a horrible pay player the minute he signed for United. Huh. My thoughts on this one. Van der Beek is a really good player. You know? I mean, he has a lot of talent and they're wasting his talent on the bench for, for a really long time right now. I believe he's alone at, at Everton, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they, they could at least use him, but even when they needed someone to make a change on the field, they didn't even use him when he's on the bench like that. And, you know, it's really up- it's upset. Of course, it's upset. I mean, I can't get a chance, and you play other players who are not performing. So why I cannot get a chance? It's better I leave and play football exactly. elsewhere. I, I, I you know exactly. it's so crazy. But as you're saying with Man United, um, the board or the owners not giving you know um people enough time. I mean, Edward Ward has been overseeing Man United for a really long time, really, really long time, and um he left on February, 20, February um twenty twenty two. And they got uh, Richard Arnold to succeed him in his role right now as um, in Man United. And hopefully this person can at least make a change with Ten Hag and, you know, Ralph Ragnick. Because Ralph Ragnick will be the, the consultant by the end of the season when um, when the new manager comes in. So hopefully the summer window, those, those appointments right now can be a change for Man United to, you know, go back on top of football right now. And it's going to take some time. They need to step back, look, up, look what they need to do, and not be crazy again to be yes honest. yes because throwing money at the situation is not the solution yeah throwing money at the situation is not the solution you needs you you need people that are going the this is people that are going to make decision to impact the club i believe mm. that the next coach appointment will impact the club greatly for the next five years we could mm. either see united coming back to former glory at mm-hmm. the top of the league, challenging for all types of trophies, or continue to be a mid-level team, because as it stands, Manchester United are a mid-level team. 
Yeah. Moving on to our next topic. Our next topic are, is Conmebol, um, World Cup qualifying, Argentina's run. Javier? Yeah, Argentina right now, I am really happy for them. And, you know, they won Copa, um, Copa America. They're, they're a team that is, you know, they're going in the right direction right now. And they have been, on, I believe they're the most, sorry, not the most, they are the, um, they are the longest run right now. In, and, I mean, it shows how stable the team is for the players that they keep to, you know, go, okay. you know, at least try and win the World Cup. And in my opinion, I believe they are a, a strong frontrunners to win the World Cup right now. Messi, this will be his last World Cup. I hope he can win it. It'd be a really big achievement if he can win it because he was in the World Cup in 2014 and, you know, they lost. So I'd be really nice, for, you know, for football, for him, or the entire Argentina to win. The, the World yeah, Cup. How about a, a Portugal-Argentina final, eh? Uh, last, boy, one last dance. That will break the internet, to be honest. That will break the internet, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. but, but I mean, Argentina, their development right now, they have a new manager, Lionel. Uh, you know, and, you know, it's it, it's showing how the, the 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 team want, you know, to go places. It, it's really nice. And Argentina, on the whole, right now, they are integrating their youth into the team. You're seeing players from River Plate, um, Boca Junior, they're all coming into the team, and, you know, they're been in and you've seen players like Julian Alvarez going to European football um at Man City Premier League football and it's you know it's showing how the, the national team want to promote the players and send them out to different places and I like the change so far. Um going on with teams like Brazil they beat Chile 4-0 I know Vinicius he has been really good with Real Madrid even in Champions League and La Liga as well. Philip Coutinho he scored a penalty Neymar as well Richardson at Everton they're going good as well and you know chile and sorry not chile um argentina and brazil they're looking to do some damage in the world cup and you, you also have dark horses like uh peru colombia and also chile they're fighting for those playoff spots to go to the world cup and this will be really interesting to see how this team in combat ball um turns out turns did out you, did, did you know that that goal that Vinicius scored on Thursday was his first international goal for Brazil. Oh, really? Yeah. Congratulations to my boy Vinny. Oh, but yeah, Brazil, I covered that game. Brazil yeah. played brilliant. They played well. Um, mm -hmm. They're playing for nothing right now. They, them and Argentina, they literally play for nothing right now. Yeah. They've already qualified. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, what I wanted to say is that I'm happy for Gabriel Martinelli who plays for Arsenal. It's, 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 uh, it was his first debut for Brazil senior team, and he... you no, know, he's a really stand-up player for Arsenal. And I'm happy for him. Yeah, you and your Arsenal connections, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but, so yeah. moving on, moving on to calf qualifications. Um, these were some really good games. These mm -hmm. these games. There were some really good games. I am a bit sad because um we won't see we won't be able to see all the best teams from Africa because you got you got some lineups like Nigeria versus Ghana, Senegal mm -hmm. versus Egypt, Algeria versus Cameroon, Morocco versus Congo DR, and Tunisia versus Mali. Not the last few, but you have some great clashes. We have it was a nil-nil draw in the first leg between Nigeria mm -hmm. and Ghana. They're going mm -hmm. to the second leg in Nigeria. That should be a stellar game again. 
Senegal versus Egypt. Egypt won. One yeah. in a way. Um, yeah. By our own goal. Salah got in behind, kicked the ball, the ball came off the crossbar, bounced off the defender into the goal um, after many made a save. Algeria going into the second leg to Algeria with a one in the league over Cameroon. This game was not the best uh, in terms of quality it was, but it was just a slow game. Um, I expect, given that these these games are two leg affairs, I give it, I'm expecting that in this final leg, we'll see a better and a stronger competition. We got uh, Morocco and Congo going to going back to Morocco in the final leg with the aggregate score for one one draw, and Tunisia mm. leading one 0 going into that second leg. So, should be some brilliant games coming up. I agree. From, I the, agree. from the African qualifiers to go to the World Cup, and yeah, we should see some great games. Moving yeah. on to Concacaf, mm-hmm. Canada for thirty six years. Mm-hmm. For the first time in 36 years, are going to the FIFA World Cup. Mm-hmm. After yeah. their 4-0 victory over Jamaica, they yeah. have qualified. Today, um, I know United States, they are playing Panama. Yeah, they're winning 4-0 right now. Yep. Actually, yeah, they're winning 4 mm-hmm. As it seems that they're about to win the game, they'll be the second team to qualify to the, to the FIFA World Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, we still got uh, Costa Rica, Mexico, and a couple other teams to qualify. But mm-hmm. as it stands, it looks like it's going to be Canada and the United States are the first two teams to qualify from CONCACAF to go to the World Cup. And quick hits coming up. Upcoming international games that are to look out for now first thing you should look out for are is portugal versus north macedonia now mm. this is a huge game can north macedonia knock out portugal as they did italy or will ronaldo finally step be officially Jeez. qualified for the world cup can portugal go to the world cup we will see in the upcoming games in the, in the international games coming up we have the second legs of the calf, as I mentioned, that Senegal-Egypt should be a great game to look out for as Mohamed Salah pinned against Mane, Sadio Mane. Mm-hmm. Egypt has the lead. Let's see what happens. That's a good game to look out for. And we have on Tuesday night, we have Peru versus Paraguay. Uh, the winner uh, of that game, essentially Peru would be in a playoff spot to get to the World Cup. Mm. So these are the games to look out for coming up this week. Should be fantastic in the world of football. And my name is Javon. Thank you for joining us on the Final Whistle podcast. And my name is Javier Gordon. And we update you next Sunday when we have gone through the next week. Yeah, got to the following week. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Catch you on the flip. <laughs>